friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're all having an absolutely fantastic day today. Hope you guys had a blessed weekend, enjoying yourself today and staying productive as always. And hope you guys enjoyed as well the Hagman Report on Friday. Great show me and Doug did. Went over a lot of various topics in detail and covered some stuff that's still even relevant today as I talked to him and a lot about what was going on with the entire uh, Trump narrative in order to keep everybody distracted. And it's ironic because I had somebody email me this morning. And they had uh, kind of gotten wrapped up in the whole uh, fake news Trump story to keep everybody grossly distracted, as always, which is really good. And uh, he said it was funny because when he listened to my show on Monday, and Dad and I talked about the entire thing being a distraction in theater and essentially wasn't getting arrested. And he specifically timed this as a very good marketing tool. He said he got pretty irritated. I got pretty irritated, and I didn't believe you guys at all. I thought you guys were just, you know, not knowing what you're talking about. And he goes, and it's funny. Now all of a sudden, this weekend comes out, and Trump goes, "Oh, everything's been dropped against me now. The witch hunt is over. I've been deemed innocent. This whole thing was a complete and total sham. It was nothing more than just pure witch hunt. I'm innocent of everything now, and everything's been dropped. And this whole thing was a fake case. It was a fake case. Absolutely nothing." Well, he's 100% accurate about that. The whole thing was fake theater. This is why DeSantis, when he did his press conference two days after this whole debacle got released, he said, I have not seen any paperwork, nor have I seen any documentation or evidence that Trump is being indicted and being arrested. He flat out said that. He was, I haven't seen anything. Nobody did. Nobody saw anything other than Trump running his mouth online again and then basically calling out, you guys remember last week, that essentially that there was going to be mass death and destruction if he was indicted. Remember that, that potential death and destruction, guys. You have to be so careful who you are following and who you actually are listening to because there is so much theater and propaganda right now that it's very easy to get sucked into the mayhem and the confusion that they constantly want to keep people dwelling on. Continue to focus on positive things. Continue to. Focus on building your family, building your businesses, building your community, and do not try to pretend that we can just look to one singular individual that's simply a man because, you know, he's the, the great Donald. Because quite frankly, guys, he already showed us that on January 6th, what he did and what he told everybody to do and then turned around and did not pardon a single person. So, yeah, you guys make be the judge on what you want to call out as far as with that. Also, to in other news, this is interesting as I, I saw this, I couldn't help but laugh. Just this is just a clown world comedy article on this one, and you know that uh, uh, Gretchen girl, the one, the little small one that basically I think she's got some type of mental disorder, runs around and screams at everybody for climate change, climate change, climate change. Well, Gretchen Thunberg now, and all of her infinite stupidity and running her mouth, she has now been awarded by the University of Helsinki, Finland. She has been awarded an honorary doctorate of theology. I'm not kidding you for her climate activism. And as sad as that is, University of Helsinki, Finland was actually a pretty reputable university. Obviously now their degrees mean nothing. My opinion, they have now negated and voided the entire, 
the, the entire background and any type of echelons that that school ever provided. They're now giving honorary doctorates to children that do nothing but scream and cry on a microphone saying that everybody's going to basically die in 2023 because of climate change, which, by the way, she's had to delete that tweet now because uh, we're all still here, very strong, very alive, and very Christian, speaking the truth still to this day. Because remember, every single few years, they have to completely rehash the same boogeyman and repackage it with a different title. We saw it all the way back when you had Al Gore screaming about climate change and how everything by 2000 was going to melt down. Then remember 2012, the whole world was going to end. They did a doggone movie on it, 2012. Oh, everything's going to end in 2012. Everybody's spooking out. Everybody's stocking up stuff. I don't know what's going to happen. It really didn't. Nobody knew what was going to happen. Because they panicked and they put fear on everybody. Then we had ISIS being directly funded and directly armed by our own military and DOD. And then suddenly we have these ISIS groups running around Europe, running around you know Middle East. We've got to go back to war over there again. It is constantly this back and forth, just, just nonsense. And all it is is theater and distraction to keep people scared so they don't focus on what they need to focus on, and they do not actually see what's really going on behind the scenes. So I just wanted to encourage everybody, keep your head up, keep your strength up, and keep your eyes where they need to be on Christ. And also, too, keep your body strong, mentally, physically. I can't and I can't encourage that anymore. I talked to a friend of mine over the weekend we were hanging out with, and uh, he was telling me he was kind of having some issues. That I had another friend. He was kind of down. He's been sluggish. And he said, man, I'm not really – he goes, I'm not depressed. He goes, I'm just kind of been discouraged about a lot of stuff. And I said, well, first off, you got to start training your mind. you got to start understanding what you're thinking about and what you're focusing on, what you're dwelling and what you're reading. And I said, you've got to make sure you're putting in more positive than you are putting in negative. And I said, secondly, you've got to make sure that you've got the right nutrients in your body. I said that's one of the reasons why I've been such a big proponent for years on the Mood Booster stack we put together with the B-Complex, the 5-HTP, and the Ultra Omega 3. The B-Complex are crucial. If that's, if that's the only one you're going to take, run the B-Complex. That at least will get you a lot of B vitamins in your system, get your adrenal glands doing well, and help out with a lot of other environmental factors that may be happening. But make sure – you're keeping your body and your mind strong right now because there's a lot of distractions and a lot of nonsense out there, and they're doing the best they can to pit one another and try to divide and divide and divide and divide. So all we have are these tiny little subgroups, and all we do is disagree on super minor things that absolutely have no meaning whatsoever. I watched last week some of the saddest things in the world were patriots in Florida, grown men patriots, have been arguing and getting online and arguments and not talking to one another and doing all kinds of stupid stuff on social media because of the back and forth nonsense with Trump. The entire thing was theater from the beginning, just like I called it, in order to cause more division and to boost him up so he gets more support. I read one article that was saying his presidential campaign donations the weekend of went up $1.5 million is what he got in campaign contributions on that weekend that he tweeted that. There's still some people out there that are that dumb that are giving that man money because they want him to basically be the savior again when he did absolutely nothing the first time except give us Operation Warp Speed DOD, and he gave ATF carte blanche immunity pretty much do all they want. Did he do a few other good things in the beginning? Yes, but a lot of those were completely and totally overseen by what he did at the final end with us with COVID, with Fauci, with the shot. With all of it, in my opinion, that's at least my opinion. But again, understand what we saw last week with the whole arrest debacle. That was pure theater, 100%. What do you think, Dad? 
Well, I, I'm agreeing with you, Austin. It's pure theater. And, you know, of course, we got DeSantis is pure theater, too. Yeah. Uh, he was on Fox. They were on Fox this week, and they were looking ahead to the 2024 presidential race. I'm going to play you this real quick. I, Todd can't tear it loose from this, for the screen, but I'm going to send it right here. It's off of Twitter. And it's basically this group talking about who's backing DeSantis. Listen to this. About 20 seconds. Not great as far as campaign skills. He may get there, but he doesn't have them yet. Uh, and I, who's running his campaign? The Bushes are all tangled Bushes. up with him. Uh, Bush, that can raise him a billion dollars, get him all kinds of money. The Jeb Bush. Bush. Jeb Bush. George Bush. Yeah, they're great. Carl Rove involved. Carl Rove. Will be the, Carl Rove is involved. I assume he'll be the coach on the field. I think he is. But do you know that he's been advising to Sam? He's been Carl advising Rove. He's not great as far as campaigns. All right, so here we so, so here we have we've got DeSantis being fully backed by the Bushes, uh, bloodline family. Uh, remember who Prescott Bush was? He was the senator back in 1933 who tried to stage a hostile coup of the United States of America, and hired General Smedley Butler tried to enlist him, and Smedley Butler went before Congress and told what happened, and Bush was charged with trading with the Enemies Act with Nazi Germany. This that Bush family. The Bush family that many believe that H.W., the, you know, basically the older Bush, who was in the CIA, head of the CIA, was directly involved in the Kennedy assassination. And then George W., of course, who was the orchestrator of 9-11 and the Patriot Act and on and on and on and on. And you remember how Jeb Bush and Donald Trump got into a giant fight on the debate. And you know, he was putting Jeb Bush down and, you know, just insulting Jeb Bush. And then we've got Donald Trump, who's another basically neocon. You remember, he used to be a hardcore Democrat, big pro-abortion, pro-gay guy. You know, pro-gun control guy. Uh, you know, he, of course, like Austin said, he's tried to do some things when he first started in the White House, but that was all negated by what happened with Operation Warp Speed. You know, pushing the vaccine, still pushing the clot shot to this day. You know, and all the stuff that he does, and it's just, it's just, it's ludicrous. Not parting anybody from January the sixth. I could do a whole show. We do a whole show on it. We talked about it in depth. So I'm not going to do that again this morning. But I just want you to know who's backing John is Ron DeSantis. It's the Bushes, your bloodline family. And uh, they're and they're they're as neck deep as they can be in the new world order. It was it was H. Remember who said in that speech back in '90, we're going to have a new world order, you know, you know by rule by law, you know, you know the rule of law. You don't remember this? And he says, and we will be successful. He said this speech. This is the daddy of the guys now that are backing, you know, Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis has been over there at the Wailing Wall before in Jerusalem, having his picture taken. Super super staunch pro Israel. Pro-Zionist, and it's it's just it never ends, guys. It's just the ongoing saga of the nauseum that continues in American politics. That's why I've read you so many times the article by Otto Kahn, one of the founding members of the Federal Reserve Bank, when he was being interviewed, found one of the members of Kunlib, and he basically said that they control both sides of the narrative. They control the Republicans and they control the Democrats to get what they want as far as bringing their Messiah. Remember, Israel is the land of the Antichrist. Don't just got to shake it loose. It's, it's the land where the Antichrist is coming out, and the Antichrist is going to walk out onto the temple steps, as it says in the book of Thessalonians, and declare himself God. That's who's running the show. It's the central bankers, the central bankers that pushed for the destruction of Palestine, the formation of Israel for a non-extradition country, the same central bankers that pushed for the Schofield Reference Bible he pushed through with Samuel Untermeyer and President Wilson. You know, back in the early 1900s, including the Federal Reserve Act and, you know, and the income tax and all the rest of this stuff, is the same group. You know, now there are a lot of people realize that Lincoln did start some income tax stuff, but it wasn't it wasn't what they did in 1913 with the income tax that they did. And, and, we, and we've got to realize it's the same group that did the Balfour Declaration, the same group that did the formation of Israel. They've got to put the Antichrist coming together. And that's what this all boils down to, the ancient Canaanite religions of the worship of Baal, Moloch, Asher, and this thing, the snake they call, you know, Einsof. And we've done extensive shows on this, and it's always the same group. 
It's the same group that gave Donald Trump the Tree of Life Kabbalah Award in which he said, and I reposted it on our website, that basically the most important award he's ever received is this Tree of Life Award, and he agrees with all of its founding – all of its principles. He says that. You can, I played it for you. You can listen to it online. It's controlling him. It's controlling DeSantis. It's controlling Joe Biden. It's controlling all of it, and it's to bring it's to, it's to, it's to, it's to focus the country and the world through conflict, through conflict and conflict resolution, through Hegelian dialectic into the direction they want it to go. And so we get caught up in these day-to-day politics and this day-to-day stuff like Austin just talked about, about I'm going to be arrested on Tuesday. I need a human moat around Mar-a-Lago. I need help. I need help. They're about to put me in jail. Oh, here's what they're going to do. And all H-E double sticks goes up. All the rhetoric goes up. He gets billions, literally billions of dollars in free advertisement. Donald Trump does for his campaign, massively increases his campaign contributions, even though 85 percent of the people who are supporting Trump still said they're not doing another January 6th and they're not going to go form a human moat around Mar-a-Lago. It's insanity. We told you this was a big nothing burger, and it's exactly what it was. It was all about promoting his agenda again. He's a, he's a, he's a carnival barker is what he is. Bark, 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 bark. Watch here come Christmas. See the chickens run by. Three-week circus. Bark, 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 bark. It just goes, never ends. It just never ever ends. And, and that's the thing. And John Whitehead wrote this commentary. I'm, I'm going to read you part of it again. Circus politics are intended to distract us. Don't be distracted. It's easy to be distracted right now by the bread and circus politics that have dominated the news headlines, but don't be distracted. Don't be fooled. Not even a little. We're being subjected to the oldest con game in the book, the magician's sleight of hand that keeps you focused on the shell game in front of you while your wallet is being kicked clean by the ruffians in your midst. This is how tyranny rises and freedom falls. What characterizes American government today is not so much the dysfunctional politics as it is ruthlessly contrived governments carried out behind the entertaining, distracting, and disingenuous curtain of political theater. And what political theater is diabetically is diabolically Shakespearean at times, is full of sound and fury, yet in the end it will signify nothing. We are we are being ruled by a government of scrounged scoundrels, spies, thugs, thieves, gangsters, ruffian, rapists, extortionists, bounty hunters, battle-ready warriors, and cold-blooded killers who communicate using a language of force and oppression and lies and obfuscation. I'm adding that. The U.S. government now poses the greatest threat to our freedoms, more than terrorism, more than domestic extremism, more than gun violence, organized crime, even more than the perceived threat posed by a single politician. The U.S. government remains a greater menace to the life, liberty and property of its citizens than any other so-called dangers from which the government claims to protect us. We are being robbed blind by a government of thieves. We are being taken advantage of by government of scoundrels, idiots, and cowards. We are being locked up by government greedy jailers. We are being spied on by government peeping toms. We are being ravaged by government ruffians, rapists, and killers. We are being forced to surrender our freedoms and those of our children to a government extortionist, including money launderers and professional pirates, including we are being forced to take clot shots that we don't want or in lieu of losing our jobs. Don't you remember what Biden did? We're being held at gunpoint by government soldiers in a standing army. It never, ever ends with what they've done with all of the insurrection, quote unquote, of January the 6th and the government informants and provocateurs that were intentionally put into the crowd. This is incredible. And, you know, in the Proud Boys Basis trial, which is now on hold, they're seeing so much evidence against what happened and against, you know, the government with what was going on that this thing's a giant debacle with attorneys listening to confidential recordings and confidential conversations. And, you know, and then deleting the texts and tweets so they can't be caught with doing it and all coming forward because it was left on that spreadsheet. I mean, think about this for a second, about where we are, what we are, who we're doing it to and why they're doing it. This is the systematic destruction of our republic. 
And it's, 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 it's very advanced at this point. It's very, very advanced because the majority of the people in this country still believe the lies. They still believe the rhetoric. They still believe the partisan politics, and they still think that they have a choice you know, between Republicans and Democrats when we're watching the Republicans be backed by the same people that are basically backing the Democrats. I mean the George Soros bunch, who's again another Rothschild banking cutout, and this is the group that continues just to elude the masses from seeing the truth and understanding because they're so – it's like a giant spider web with 100,000 interlocking pieces. But in the nexus of it, you have to have money. Money is what makes the world go around. It's what pays the bills. And so you have to have the criminal cabal, Luciferian synagogue of Satan bankers in the middle of the nexus. But what they do, they have all of these cutouts in their first ring, the first ring of the, of the spider web, then the second ring, the third ring, the fourth ring, until they have this giant net that incorporates the entire planet now. And so they pick these people and point them out. Oh, you've got Jeffrey Bezos. Oh, he's so important. You know, you've got Elon Musk. Oh, everybody needs to vote for Musk. Oh, you've got Donald Trump. You've got Jeb Bush. You've got George W. Bush. You've got, you know, you've got Bill Clinton. You've got the Clintons. You've got Barack Obama. Don't forget, all these are just intricate parts of the spider web. And so when you see something pop, you see a fly hit the spider web, you know, at the very end of it, you think, oh, there's all the activities over there. No, it's not. The activities in the center of the spider web. Who controls the money flow? Because in the end, it's always about the money with these guys because they're greedy. The love of money is the root of all evil, and this is what that group stands for. They speak their father's language, which are lies and greed. All they want to do is come in and rob, kill, steal, and destroy everything that God created. I'm going to cover this on Angel Wars and who these clowns are. I mean they were, they were, they were stupid enough to, do, to try to stage a coup d'etat, the fallen angels did, against God Almighty himself. An omnipresent being who can see everything they're about to do before and after and during the time they do it, they think that they can outsmart him even though they're not omnipresent. It's, just, it's like having your battle plans read in advance by an omnipresent God, and you're going to go try to sneak up on him. It doesn't work that way. He's omnipresent. But they were so egocentric that they thought they could do this, and they convinced a third of the angels to go with them. And, 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 and we end up with here what we have now, Battlefield Earth. Yeah, we're going to talk about that too at Angel Wars. And so this is the group right now that is running the planet. Remember the God of this age? Had he known what he was doing, he never would have crucified the Son of Glory. It's telling you he's the God of this age. He's the one who runs the planet and the day-to-day activities of all of these weird things because we as Christians won't stand up and take the authority we've been given by the cross. We won't do it. We want to play games with them. Let me explain something to you. Remember that Apollo Creed with Rocky movie way back way back in 76, I think it was? You know, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, you know, they're they're in the ring and they're fighting, and, and Apollo thinks Rocky's a joke, and all of a sudden, Rocky comes in and starts really racking on Apollo, and finally, the guy in Apollo's corner goes, "You think this is a game? You think this is a joke? This man thinks this is a fight." And see, that's the problem we have as Christians. We just want to sit back and do the name it, claim it, blab it stuff. We want to sit back and you know support these TV evangelists that primarily not all of them but most of them only care about themselves we don't want to talk about the blood of Jesus we don't want to talk about what it does and how it sanctifies us we don't want to talk about all of the things that God wants us to talk about based on the word and sin that's so prevalent today we want to just dance around the periphery and pretend like we're Christians and pretend like you know there's nothing going on right now and all these people like Donald Trump who basically is an absolute filthy philanderer is okay and he's a great guy you know, we all know that he's got pictures taken with Stormy Daniels that he now calls Horseface, right? He's also insult her now, too. He's trying to distance himself from that. There have been too many people that I know personally who were warned about Donald Trump philandering and to keep their wives away from him. I've told you that story. 
And these people are people that I personally know, including one of Donald Trump's best friends who talked to one of my best friends about this. So this is the thing that we have to understand is that we have to look beyond that and look to the cross, to the blood of Jesus, to the sanctifying blood of the lamb, which cleansed us, which allowed us to become who we are through Jesus, through Christ, by the great I am, by the alpha, by the omega, by the same power that raised Jesus from the dead that dwells in us. We've got to stand and say, wait a minute. How about I don't let you make me this weirdo to believe everything you say anymore? How about I just say no? How about I believe in Jesus? How about that? How about I'm going to stand for Christ no matter what, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? And this is the day the Lord has made, and I'm going to continue from the housetops to tell everybody who you are, what you are, you synagogue of Satan, lying sack of trash. How about that? How about we stand firm in the gospel of Jesus, and we run our race, and when we get called home— and we get to go to be with Christ because we don't die. We just automatically go to another address of another dimension. When we get to do that, we get to stand there with God, with Jesus, and we get to rule and reign with him through all creation time, through all times, through all eternity as we get to be with our creator. We don't have any fear and death. Oh, death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? Jesus overcame both death, hell, and the grave. So we've got to stand our ground. We've got to stand. It's like being married to somebody okay, and having this incredible marriage and having all these women hitting on you or having all these men hitting on you and you're going, no, 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 I'm the bride or the bridegroom of the of God Almighty and I'm staying with who brought me. I'm going to ride this horse with who brought me. I'm going to dance with who brought me and I'm going to stay with Jesus. That's who we are. We can't be changing horses midstream. So don't allow these guys to distract you like this. It's so frustrating to me. Uh, I, I went to see the Jesus Revolution movie this weekend. I went with a friend, a good, good friend, and, uh, and basically uh, it was okay. It has some good acting in it. It has some really good parts in it. It's not very accurate as far as what happened from a descriptional standpoint, but it, it, still, it still played out a really, really good story about the Jesus movement that happened from 1968 to 1972. And I think they glorified too much of the, of the drugs and the alcohol, and, and I think they, they had Timothy O'Leary speaking. And then they were passing out LSD at these parties. I mean, it was insane what they were doing, dropping them from airplanes. So it promotes a lot of drug culture. It promotes a lot of weird stuff. I got to go neutral on this one. I can't recommend it. I can't tell you not to see it. But it was it was definitely it definitely had some good points in it. But overall, I think the movie missed its mark, and I think it glorified the drug culture of the '60s a little bit too much. And I think it shouldn't have done that. But that's my opinion. Now, a lot of you guys may love the movie. But I'm giving it a neutral. I'm not recommending it. I'm not telling you not to see it. I'm not doing anything. I'm going neutral on this one. Just, just yeah, But I told you I'd go see it, and I did. But it's at least there's not a bunch of filthy language in it. At least there's not a bunch of gratuitous sex and stuff like that in it. There was really no sex in it at all. And, and, so it, and at least it talked about Jesus, so it did all of that. So go neutral on this one. Let me know what you think. And don't send me hate mail. <laughs> just, just say I agree with you or I don't disagree with me. Don't, don't get all mad. Because I'm not saying yay or nay. I'm just saying it was interesting. I was a kid back when it all started. I was like 13 years old. I was too young to be part of that movement in 1968. And I realized very quickly by the time I was four years older at 17, this movement had basically come and gone through the churches. And I was still part of that same movement in 79 when I became a Christian at Florida State University. So the movement was really a huge anti-war protest against what was going on in Vietnam the draft and all of us having to go over there and be drafted and be killed 
And so they could run, you know, drugs through the CIA and, and put 50 kilos of heroin in every body bag. But they didn't go in any of that on the, in the show. It, that's what the whole thing with Vietnam War was about. We were in competition against the mafia of the Southeast Asia group that was running heroin and dope. And the CIA wanted to have exclusives as far as the monopoly they wanted for the drug cartels around the world. And then finally, we moved the drug cartels, the, the, the manufacturing of the poppies into Afghanistan. And suddenly the Vietnam War ended. Just like suddenly we ended up going to fentanyl and not needing heroin anymore. We have hundreds of thousands of people dying every year on fentanyl now. I mean, double, triple the rates of, you know, of, of overdose now and these kids that are dying. And so we no longer need to raise poppy anymore. We have fentanyl, which is much more powerful than poppy, a thousand times more than, than heroin ever thought about being. So now suddenly we pull out of Afghanistan. So read behind the scenes. Read the book, Operation Gladio. The Unholy Alliance between the CIA, the Vatican, and the Mafia, and you'll get a craw full of what's going on as far as the CIA and how corrupt they are, including with the assassination of John F. Kennedy. All of this stuff is real. It's happening around us. We are being run by organized crime that are basically the highest levels, Luciferians, if you want to call it that, Satanists, Kabbalists, pick a name, ancient Canaanite religion worshipers of Baal and Moloch and Asher and the snake, the uh, Einstein character, all of these people – are all wrapped up in their new world order and their new world religion. And a lot of these guys have gone now into the other dimensions to try to worship their snake gods and all the weird stuff. And it's, it's just so messed up, guys. That's why you keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ all the days of your life and stay focused on it. Don't change horses midstream. You know, you dance with who brought you. You always dance with the one who's most important to you in your life. I love you guys. What do you think, Austin? What's your next story? That's well said, and that's why it is so important to you know base your convictions on well thought out and well documented and in, in you know topics. This is why I've told people in certain things that are going on, always take a step back and address them, evaluate them, look at them, say, okay, is this something that is a good idea? Is this something that's going to be beneficial? Why am I thinking this way? And look at it from an outside standpoint. And that way, if you get in a situation where you need to stand on a conviction, you've already well established it. I've said this to people so many times because I've watched so many people I know just come and go as the wind blows. Which way is the wind blowing? Oh, we're going to go this way. Oh, it's blowing that way. Whatever's the new hit thing, whatever's the new cool thing, whatever's the new trendy thing to do, we're going to go that way. Although I don't want to offend anybody with this now. You know, oh, oh, this is the new thing you can't talk about. You can't bring this up now. You know, before the longest time, nobody's ever cared much about the whole transgender cross-dressing issue. Nobody really cared because it wasn't involving kids, involving grown consensual adults in weird gay bars. That's what they want to go do. Really didn't care. Nobody ever talked about it. Nobody ever cared about it. It was just a weird underground perverted it's involvement. But all of a sudden now, suddenly, suddenly it needs to be directed at kids. Suddenly kids need to be told this is okay behavior. Suddenly kids need to be exposed to this filth and perver- perversion. And yet suddenly now we're now told that, oh, we're transphobic and homophobic bigots if we don't go along with this now trying to pervert our children. That is an absolute lie. That is a 100% lie from Satan himself. The entire point of what they're doing is to go after the children and silence and hush the parents from saying anything while they do what we think they're doing to the kids right in front of us, period. That's why they're doing it. That's why they're lying about it. That's why they're promoting it. That's why it's getting so much media coverage about how good it is and how natural it is. And I'm like, natural? This nasty thing you can do. Kids in front of them. But yet suddenly this is what the new normal is, right? This is why I brought you guys yesterday, or last week, that survey, middle school survey. 
they're asking kids, are you transgender? Let me explain it to you. Let me tell you if you really are, if you think you are. All they're doing is putting filth in their heads. So be very cautious on what your children are exposed to. Also, to another news, also be very cautious of what's being injected into them. The CDC now announced basically this new report, sad as it is, new study released by the CDC now putting their own claim that the autism rate is now found in one out of 36 children. This significant increase from 2021, where they stated one in 44 kids had autism, and a huge jump from 2006, where they claimed one in 110. Now, what's crazy about this now is anybody that has had any children with autism, I've had friends that have dealt with it, and I know other people, and I've worked with them, and, you know, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of strain on the family a lot of times. There's a lot of things you have to do differently, especially if you have other kids that aren't autistic and you have one that is. And it's – I mean it's, it's, it's rough in some cases. It can be very, very challenging. And what we're seeing now – this is the sick part – is that the media is trying to justify it like this is a new normal occurrence now. And suddenly it's just something that we just now noticed more. This article that came out, and this is the one from uh, – that covered – it and tried to twist it. This is the this is the title of it. There is no epidemic of autism. It's an epidemic of need. <laughs> and then it goes in to talk about the CDC's own numbers. And one of 36 are now found with autism. And it said this increase may sound scary, but as autistic adults and parents of children with autism, we revise we advise you to relax. There is no epidemic of autism. Instead, we're facing an epidemic of need. Instead, what we're seeing right now is clinics are getting better at spotting what's always been there. There is no simple test for autism. As a result, diagnosis can vary significantly depending on the population, and the clinics are getting better at identifying this. What a complete and garbage. total garbage, lie. garbage. Are you kidding me right now? Oh, we just suddenly started figuring out how to spot it better. There's not an epidemic. There's nothing to see here. Keep injecting your children with 78 shots. Make sure they get an RNA gene therapy shot now at six months and 12 months and 18 months for COVID. Nothing to see here. Everything's totally normal. This is literally what they're saying right here. This is the true, pure definition of gaslighting. They are doing something directly to the population. We are seeing direct side effects from what they are doing, and then they tell us this has nothing to do with what we're doing. This is totally normal now. Nothing to see here. Move along. This is just a natural occurrence, and we're getting better at spotting it now. Oh, is that kind of like how they're getting getting better at spotting myocarditis and pericarditis now? Just suddenly people are having massive heart attacks and clots in their early ages as young, healthy adults. We're just getting better at spotting that now. We're getting better at identifying blood clots and myocarditis now. It's just, you know, just normal. No, again, this is what you do in a propagandized society. You bring about the problem, you have the action, and then you have the solution. They create the problem. They're causing the autism with repeated shots. They're telling us, oh, this is what's going on, but hey, we're just identifying it better. The solution is Everybody needs to just stay quiet, continue doing what we've been doing. The CDC knows what's best. Remember, we handled the pandemic fantastically well here at the CDC. We're telling you to continue to listen to the science. Keep giving your kids as many shots as possible. It has no correlation with the rise in autism rapidly right now whatsoever, including the fact that we've now started to stack RNA gene therapy shots with other vaccines that we have no idea what's going to happen because none of that has ever even been tested in animals. There's not been any, any animal trials 
where they tested RNA gene therapy shots in conjunction with an MMR shot or a DTAP shot. None. None. I, there's not one. If you find one, let me know. I, I have not found one. I have looked. Okay, we're going to take, you know, 20 rats. I mean, we're going to just at least start with rats. We're going to inject them with RNA gene therapy, and we're going to hit them with an MMR shot and a DTAP shot, which, by the way, they give all the kids at one time now in the pediatrician if you consent to that sickness. Oh, wow. All the rats are dying when we combine all these shots together. Hmm. Hmm. That's, that's not good. Hmm. Maybe, maybe we should hold off on this. Oh, no, 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 no. FDA approved it. They said we can inject our kids with as much as we want. Keep running it, keep consenting, and keep telling them that it's nothing to see here. Business is normal. This is literally what they're doing to everyone right now and bold-faced lying to everyone. That is why be vocal about the shots now. I remember years ago when Dan and I would bring anything up about shots or autism or dangers of mercury and aluminum and MMR shots. Majority of people, majority of people that I came in contact with when I brought it up, they would get defensive. And they're like, no, absolutely not. You have no idea what you're talking about. They're totally safe. I'm like, okay, here's you know, 10, 15 different documents. Uh, I'm not believing that. I have seen now a complete and total 180, and I'm talking dozens of people that I know across the country after this COVID shot has come out now, and people have really gotten an eyeful of what's happening and how much we were lied to, to point out that there's a lot of parents that never bat an eye about signing a consent form for injections. No, I mean, whatever. Pediatrician taking shots, totally normal, nothing to see here. Now to the point they're like hard anti-vaxxers for good reason. Why is that? It's because there's an awakening of truth right now. What we're doing, what you're doing, the truth and information that we get out on this show and the Hagman Report and how you as our listeners continue to get the truth out there, it makes a difference. Now, sometimes it may be a lot of work and people still don't listen and it seems kind of you know discouraging, but the truth is it doesn't matter. There's still people that are out there that are wanting to listen. There's still people out there that are trying to get the information out there, and they want to know the truth as well. You can't just sit around and pretend like this isn't happening because it is. I saw an article earlier here now. It, just in March, we have now had five pilots collapse just in the past three weeks. Southwest Airlines 6013 from L.A. to CMH departing Las Vegas had to divert as the pilot, left-seater, collapsed shortly after takeoff on March 22nd, 2023, pilot Josh Yoder reports, I'd be notified by pastors on Southwest departing Las Vegas. The captain has become incapacitated right after takeoff. He was removed from the flight deck and replaced by a non-Southwest pilot who was commuting on the flight. There's another one that occurred on March 13th, Emirates flight, diverting out of JFK due to pilot illness an hour after takeoff. March 11th, United Airlines flight 207 out of uh, – LaGuardia diverted due to incapacitated pilot with chest pains. March 5th, British Airway pilot collapsed and Cairo Hotel and dies was scheduled to fly Airbus A32 hours later from Cairo to London. March 3rd, Virgin Australian VA717 flight to Perth was forced to make an emergency landing after first officer suffered heart attack 30 minutes after departure. Is it just me or does it just seem quite odd that we're seeing pilots all across the world now dying almost immediately after takeoff? thought I'd throw that out there when they were one of the most forced industries to get the shot. Almost like the globalist banker boys were trying to reduce the amount of pilots so they could reduce the amount of travel that people were able to do, to reduce the amount of commerce that people were able to do, to make people stay in their 15-minute cities that they're continually building and promoting. That, by the way, Trump blatantly promoted the other day as 15-minute cities. Yeah, that's kind of like what they're starting to do, right? Because remember – 
they don't want peasants to travel freely unmolested on your on their way. They don't they don't want to be able to travel. They don't want you to be able to go to Yellowstone. They don't want you to hop in a your truck with a camper on the back and travel across the country and live off the grid if you wanted to. Essentially, if you got a camper with a motorhome and a, tr- a generator in it, you pretty much live in dry camp. No, they don't want you doing that. They want you to stay in your little city so you can be completely monitored, completely controlled, and all their propaganda and 5G can continue to bombard everyone. I've told everybody last week, my wife has had significant headaches now every time the 5G has been on at our house. She went to store the other day. She was in the middle of the store. She got this like side-splitting headache, and I was like, oh, man. We came home. I said, well, turn the 5G off. Turn the 5G off. We didn't have internet in our house for two days over the weekend. Turn everything off. Didn't need it. I was like, what am I using it for? If I need anything, I'll go to the office. No headaches. None. Zero. No headaches whatsoever. All of a sudden, flipped Wi-Fi on the other morning, like 30 minutes. Start getting a headache. I said, okay. Obviously, I know what's going on. I told you guys here at the office, they put in the 5G Wi-Fi things. They, the other one would not work anymore, wouldn't integrate for our internet here. And we only have one company that does internet here in central Florida, Auburn. I'm not even going to get into their nightmare. And they had this 5G Wi-Fi box, and they put it by my office. And all of a sudden, they hooked it up. Like within a day or so, I started getting these wicked headaches. I called him. I said, you got to move this thing. I'm on the other side of the office, on the back side, in the middle of nowhere. We don't even have anything or store anything. Just put it back in the hole somewhere. And they did. And now I don't get any more headaches. Still got good internet. What they're doing right now, and they're telling us it's not happening while they're doing it, it's a combination of whatever is in these shots with what the nasty stuff that's in these foods with the continual bombardment of the 5G radiation, like I told you guys yesterday or on the show on Friday. Why is it that nobody's ever seen 5G towers erected, that they're always done in secrecy? They're always done in the cloak of night, it seems like, and they always keep popping them up here and there. Now they're trying to make them look like trees, put tree branches on them, fake branches, so nobody notices them. They're they're right in the middle of things. Oh, there's a giant 5G tower right by your house. Oh, that's kind of a tree with antennas on it and giant boxes. I guess that's normal. Like they're they're trying to act like we don't notice them, (laughs) like we're just supposed to go on as normal. There's something clearly happening in pilots like this. you got to remember, most of them are cleared for flight, and they have all types of health testing they have to do on a regular basis in order to keep their license. These guys in general are usually fairly healthy, and they usually have to get continually tested to make sure they are healthy for this very reason. But suddenly now we're having constant heart attacks, constant deaths on these flights. These guys are constantly blacking out. They've been pilots for 10, 20 years, never single health issues. Seems to be a serious problem to me, and again, this is why you got to encourage people to continue to stay strong, and if they have had to get some of this for whatever reason, the Spike Protein Survival Kit, as we have seen, really seems to help out with overall blood circulation with the natokinase that helps prevent blood clots, the vitamin E that helps out with blood viscosity, and then acetylcysteine, which is a great detoxifying, really, really good basic stack to be on for overall circulation. Thought I would throw that out there to encourage people that there are things you can do even if you've had to been forced to get the shot because clearly the side effects are not over with and they're not going to stop pushing it. And now the fact that we're seeing the autism rate one out of 36 from the CDC's own numbers, which I think they're starting to get even higher than that. This is just the CDC, what they're saying. But then, hey, nothing to see here. We're just better at identifying it now. You can't even make up the level of lies and manipulation and propaganda they're starting to spew. That's why it's so important we keep getting the truth out there. What do you think, Deb? You know, 20 years ago when I was doing the uh, – well, actually, longer than that now. 25 years ago when I was doing the seminars, you know, the 40,000 people in attendance, and I was a clear, you know, you know, keynote speaker with, you know, with all of the dignitaries. You know, I was, you know, very hesitant at that point because I was talking a lot about autism. 
to even bring it up on radio and TV talk shows because I saw the trend and it was happening. So I ended up writing that book, uh, Maximum Solutions to ADD, Autism and Learning Disabilities, and, and, you know, in, in, in the period. And, I, and it, you know, in the book basically was way ahead of its time because I linked back to the vaccines and what was going on. This is, I wrote that book 23, 24 years ago. And, and the crazy part, it's out of print now. You have to get it used online. But the, the crazy part about it is, is that, you know, it was one of those things that I saw the trend. You know, and Dr. Stephanie Seneff warned us this was going to happen. And she said by 2030, if I remember her numbers, which is like, what, six, seven years from now, you're going to have one, in, you know, two, you know, basically with autism or, or some type of learning disability. Uh, and by 2035, it's going to be 100 percent if the current trend doesn't change. And that's the goal, isn't it? Because, you know, autistic children don't raise children. They don't have babies. You know, now they're a burden to society. It takes multiple people to take care of an autistic child, as Austin just, you know, mentioned. And, and the problem with it is that a lot of people think this is a joke. Well, it doesn't affect me because I don't have an autistic child. Yeah, if you give an autistic child, you'll find out real, real fast it's not a joke. And they don't really get better. There's not a whole lot you can do with it because of the brain damage and the gut damage and all the other stuff that's being done. Some of the stuff that was being used was brought in from England a few years ago. They were trying to use that. That's been pretty much shut down as far as any type of you know ability to get that anymore. This is just something that really has gotten to the point now that we don't really know what to, to do with any of this stuff uh, except for realize that we just have to – stand with God. That's all we can do. And these pilots, they have to be tested every, uh, every year. They've got to go in for a full physical. You know, they, if they have any issues whatsoever, they have to have EKG. And now they've changed the EKG parameters for the pilots. I covered this several months ago because they were, the, the pilots were passing it. When you get a person that's flying a 777 you know, across the ocean, you know, they don't do a whole lot when they, after they take off and after they set the course heading and after they basically you know, get to altitude. They really don't. They kind of just sit there and watch the instruments and monitor everything as the plane pretty much flies itself. That's an absolute fact, unless there's a problem. I remember years ago, I had a friend of mine, let me, let me actually use a jet. This, this is an interesting story. And we flew to Montana. And uh, it, it was not my plane. I did not lease it. Someone actually let me use it and cover the cost for me. And we were, I was talking to the pilots. It was a small jet, but it had, it had enough legs that it could actually go all the way from Florida to Montana to Kalispell on one tank of fuel. And it was interesting because you know, we were flying like a 34,000 feet, but we got better fuel mileage at, you know, you know 45,000 feet or whatever the limit was on it. And, but we couldn't get to 45,000 feet because we were too heavy. And as the fuel burned off, we got higher and higher, got better, better fuel miles. We made it nonstop. And I was asking them what they were being paid and, you know, what the cost was for the pilots, et cetera. And I was, they told me what they were getting paid. And I said, well, can't you get a pilot for a better price than that? And they said, yes, you can, but they won't be as well trained as we are. So they coming home a couple of days later in the same plane, same pilots. Uh, we basically had a problem coming in for a landing in Winter Haven. And, uh, and all of a sudden, they, they, they dropped the landing gear, and all of the red lights start lighting up and flashing and beeps. And all that stuff's happening all over the front of the plane. And I'm standing up in the cockpit you know, watching this plane land, and they looked at me. They said, you really need to go ahead and take your seat now. And I said, what's going on? They said, the front landing gear is frozen shut. It'll get deployed. It'll go down, but it will not turn. We cannot steer the plane with the gear. We're going to have to steer the plane using the rudder. And, but we've been trained to do this. We can do this. And I thought, oh. And then he looked at me kind of funny. And this is why I'm telling you this story. He looked at me kind of funny. He goes, this is why you don't hire an untrained, inexpensive pilot. You want a pilot that can handle a situation like this. We have done this repeatedly in the simulator, and we know exactly what to do. I went, whoa, so true. And we landed the plane without incident. Obviously, I'm sitting here talking to you right now. But that's the truth. I mean, when you get a 777 pilot that's flying across the ocean, they're not doing a whole lot while they're flying the plane, just monitoring everything. The plane's flying itself. It'll actually take them right into the airport. It'll, you know, it'll direct and guide them. It'll, it'll do everything. Some planes now are actually so advanced that they can actually come in and land themselves. Imagine that.
But the reality is this. That technology was originally done by the Concorde, by the way, the Concorde, the British Air Concorde. It's because they had to come into London all the time, you know, in heavy fog and they couldn't see, coming in on vapor fumes because it's flown across the Atlantic at, you know, 1,600 miles an hour, burning a bunch of fuel. But the reality is, is that, you know, you want to have a trained pilot in the front. You don't want some yahoo. This is why they put two pilots on these passenger planes. They can't fly those planes by themselves. They required two pilots on a commercial air flight like that just in case one of these guys checks out like it's happening now all over the world because I believe the clot shot. So we're going to see some weird things happen, you know, with these pilots and what's going on with them as this thing progresses and these clot shots get worse. Now, there's an interesting article that came in and I posted it and it says, you know, and, you know, and one of our listeners sent it to me this morning and it says unvaccinated blood unrecognizable after an application of low level electrical current and structures rapidly grow. And this is a different, different, now what we're finding here is this. Uh, Here's a quote, here's the the article. I have drawn many parallels in what we are seeing now with the synthetic biology since the COVID-19 shots era and historical research that's been done. Several papers have been written in six scientific papers that I find highly important to consider for anyone seriously investigating what's happening to human blood since the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine uh, clot shot. And he goes on, he gave his historical Morgellons the new name, cross-domain bacteria, after he found that this new synthetic engineered life form had features of all three biological classes of life. And I've done whole shows on Morgellons. I'm not going to do that today. And normal life forms begin and follow to one of the three domains, never to all three. Additionally, the detailed analysis which showed that the ribbon structures were chemically produced of polyvinyl alcohol, which is hydrogel, and metals. And here's what's interesting about this. The abnormal blood blood findings basically are and the are also now being found in unvaccinated people. And I didn't want to say this to you guys this morning because this causes shedding. This is happening. And I've seen been seeing it with exponential severity and frequency. Remember, I told you some of the food supply now is in the air and it's through shedding. A few months ago I would still see people for the first live blood analysis that were uncontaminated in the last couple of months. I'm not seeing anyone who does not have these structures. Sounding alarm about the shedding and the environmental assault on human blood is important to take note of. For I foresee an unprecedented, silent, accelerated aging epidemic due to these findings that affect all humans. Most people do not know that this is in their blood, but it's evident that it causes microclotting, acidity, inflammation with all components that accelerate aging. Now, I'm going to stop you for a second. I'm going to say this. I'm sure he sees this, but I promise you, if you've been injected with this clot shot, you're going to have a whole lot more about this amount of stuff in your blood. Now, I'm not going to read the rest of it because it gets kind of scary, to be honest with you guys. I'm going to go ahead and post it so you guys can read it. But he said that the most important thing that you can do that stops this is EDTA. Okay. He says, I would still see vaccine. He, he says, I see, I no longer see normal blood samples. I no longer see normal blood samples now unless it is after EDTA chelation treatment, which I found to clear the blood of these structures. Now, we carry EDTA. I'm not making any claims about this, what he's saying right now. We carry an oral EDTA, and what that does, that's a chelating factor that pulls stuff out of the bloodstream. And, uh, you know, it's important that we all take EDTA as far as on a regular basis anyhow because it helps to prevent the calcium buildup inside of the arteries as far as the research that I've read. Just making that claim, not making any claims on all that. And I've had a, I've had a bunch of EDTA treatments as far as intravenous EDTA, and I also have taken the chelation therapy product that we carry. But if he's saying the EDTA helps to pull the stuff back out of the bloodstream – I think it's a pretty good, pretty inexpensive product that you can take and start using on a regular basis in the event that you've been exposed to people that have been shedding or in offices that have been shedding or you've been exposed to the clot shot. It's just another level of protection along with the, you know, the spike protein survival kit that I think you need to probably do and along with the HGH stimulate, which is a nitric oxide formula that we use. is phenomenal. But that's just my opinion on all this. 
But uh, in fact, I'm scheduled right now this afternoon after I read this article just to let you guys know how serious I think it is. I'm going in and having another, you know, EDTA injection put in directly into my bloodstream just to make sure that I've had, if I've been around anybody who's had these products put into them or I've been shed upon, which it sounds so silly, doesn't it? I've been shed upon <laughs> and, and now they're putting it in the food and all, everything else. You know, they're injecting the cows and the sheep and the, the, the chickens and everything else. They're putting it in the food and they're injecting it into these animals with vaccines. This is a full, this is a full blown assault on human beings, you know, and what they're doing to us. I guess chemtrails weren't enough. They weren't getting it done quickly enough because, you know, we had too many people that were just not being affected that much with more gelons and other types of, you know, triple domain, you know, bacteria that were basically be introduced into their bodies that were causing these fibers to grow out of their cells and out of their skin. That's all very real, by the way. I've seen it personally. I know people have had it. And they actually are plucking these fibers out. They've got sores all over them. And they're saying they're having some type of mental disorder because they've got wires and filaments coming out of their skin. How's that, how's that, how in the heck is that a mental disorder? Can you not see the stuff coming out of their skin? I mean, it's unbelievable how they come in and they just marginalize these people that have these conditions. I love you guys, and I appreciate you. And I'm not trying to be a, you know, a fear monger here this morning because I don't do that. But I, I'm definitely going to you know, I'm gonna go get the EDTA today because that's really important to me that I make sure that my blood stays clear. By the way, it was nice this weekend, this week. It wasn't nice what was going on. It was a meteorologist, and uh, they had a storm coming into Mississippi. And the meteorologist says, dear Jesus, please help them. Dramatic moment, a Mississippi meteorologist calls on God. At least they got that part right, that Jesus is God. As he watches a major tornado head straight for the town of Amory, WTVA's Matt Laubin. Congratulations, Matt. I'm really proud of you for doing that, standing firm with Christ. You're emotional as he's reporting on the tornado that was heading straight toward Armory shortly before 11 p.m. on Friday. Oh, man, north side of Armory, this is coming in. He said, oh, man, dear Jesus, please help them. Amen. I love it. The tornado tore through many parts of Mississippi and killed at least 23 and injured several others. Now, I want to say this, too. Years ago, when Austin came down with pericarditis and we were in the emergency room with him, I called on Jesus. I, mean, I started praying out loud in the middle of the ER, you know, with all the doctors and all the technicians around us. And, you know, it was an Advent hospital, so nobody said anything. And I'm telling you this real quickly, guys. There's power in that name. There's power in the name of Jesus because the same power that raised him from the dead resides in you. And when God hears you and he calls you, you, he call, you call on him like that, he's going to answer you. In many, many cases, he will. He really will. But remember, you need to have a relationship with him. If you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior, if you're not praying to him on a regular basis, you don't want to call home and get a busy signal do the math on that one you need to have a relationship you need to be praying i pray for you guys every single day but men you need to be praying for your family if you're married every day out loud with your family ladies if you're not married and you've got a family you need to take the alpha female role and you need to be praying out loud with your family every day so they can see and know who jesus christ is children you're being raised up in the admonition of jesus christ and the way you should go when you're old you will not depart from it. i'm speaking that over you you need to be praying with your person that you're dating we start having children, you need to be praying for those children. You need to be praying before the child is born. You need to let that child listen to worship and praise music if you get pregnant with that baby as it's developing. Very, very, very important. I love praying for you guys this morning. I love all of you guys. I appreciate all of you so very, very much. Please continue to pray for me in Austin. We need your prayers. Thank you for your support of Health Masters. We need your support too. You guys are absolutely wonderful. I appreciate every one of you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.
It's well said. I mean, we can only do this because of y'all. That's why we do this show, because of everyone. That's why I keep it commercial-free as well. <laughs> I don't want to have run ads to try to generate revenue, to try to let them talk about things or put ads on here that control what we can and can't say. So thank you for allowing us to keep this show commercial-free. Also, to another news, this is another article just came out, and it says the group of U.S. experts are set to meet soon as part of a project to determine which adverse events – the COVID-19 vaccine is causing. The National Academic of Science, Engineering, and Medicine has appointed a committee to review evidence on the relationship between vaccines and specific adverse events that have occurred after vaccination, including infertility and sudden death. The committee's process includes establishing methods, reviewing literature, drawing conclusions, and preparing a report. The committee will make conclusions about the casual association between vaccines and specific adverse events. Now, when I first saw this, I was actually excited. I was like, well, this is going to be pretty interesting. Hopefully, they're going to actually do some real, true clinical research on this. They're going to come to some real, true conclusions about what's actually happening, and they're going to be unbiased about it. Well, then, after I read through the whole article, I found out at the end, the work is funded by the U.S. CDC and the Department of Health and Human Services. However, they're saying that the sponsors will not be able to examine the report before it is published to the public. Allegedly. Allegedly. So take that for what it is. I'm not going to get my hopes up on that. I Maybe there may be a few good people on this group. You can't discount that. There may be some real true patriots in this group that are scientists, that are really smart, that know what's going on. And once they come to real conclusions about what's happening, they may get the reports out there and at least make sure the public sees what's really going on. However, when I saw the CDC and the Department of Health and Human Services, AHS, was the funder of this group, I don't know how far that's going to go. So we'll see what happens with it, but highly probable. We already know the outcome when they say it's safe and effective. It's uh, – yeah, they've been saying that for three years now. I don't think they're going to come off that line because, quite frankly, as I told everybody before, if they actually came out with a true report of what's really happening, the shot. They put it out on Fox News and CNN, and they said, hey, this uh, group of scientists and doctors have now come to the conclusion that the COVID shot is causing all these problems, and it is directly linked to myocarditis, and it is directly linked to this and this and this and this and this, and they put it out there. You have a huge portion of the population that would be an uproar. I mean, they'd be pretty doggone mad, and the issue about it is now because they made it so discreet and it's been happening for so long now, way too many people have gotten vaccine fatigue, and nobody really wants to deal with it anymore. I've noticed this now. A lot of people still want to talk about it. I don't want to bring it up. I don't want to talk about it. I'm mad about it. I don't want to bring it up. And the biggest thing is, as I've said, this will not be the last time they pull this stunt. The government of the deep state has been notorious for regurgitating the same news, the same boogeyman, the same stories repackaged with a different title for decades. So best believe they're probably going to try something again like that. Also, to another news, something to be aware of and also use discernment, especially when it comes to wasting money on things that you don't really need. Is people have seen now a lot of these stores online where you're trying to buy stuff or eBay and Amazon and all these other sites are constantly putting out these buy now, pay later. And they said uh, the millennial generation is the worst of this, 56 percent. Of millennials said in a uh, survey that the buy here, pay later they have used in the last month. And the issue that is happening with this is you start running into this liquidity problem with young adults where they start buying so much stuff on credit 
and they finance every single thing in order to stretch it out and impress people they don't know so they can run around and act like they're doing this or they're doing that, and they have no idea what they're doing. There's no investment strategy. There's nothing. They just want to do it to try to ball out for the gram, so to speak, and all of a sudden they realize that every single penny they make goes to payments after a while. It's not a functional way to live. It's not a healthy way to live, and it's not something that's sustainable if you want to maintain any type of savings or net worth in the future. You want to build things or branch off and start another company or you know try to do something and invest. It doesn't work because you have no extra cash because every single dollar is wrapped up. And I, I knew an individual years ago, and she had filed bankruptcy multiple times, and it was like every single thing was on credit all the time. All the time. It just didn't matter. Do it all over again, file bankruptcy 10, 15, 20 years later. I'm like, golly, what a horrible strategy to live by. You can't just run around and buy everything on credit 24-7. Use discernment. Use wisdom. Buy things right now that you need that are going to be beneficial, that are going to keep you strong, healthy, sharp, wise, and that can be investment pieces for your body or investment pieces long term. But be very cautious just buying silly things you don't need online and financing them. Really not a good move. So again, I encourage everyone, stay strong. Continue to keep the faith up. Continue to get the truth out there. Healthmasters.com if you need anything. A lot of different products on sale right now that I put together. The B-Complex product of the week. Also, too, vote for what you want to see win this Wednesday as product of the week as well. Looks like the HGH Stimulate is pulling really strong, which surprise, surprise. Everybody loves that one. <laughs> so be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. If you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us. 1-800-726-1834. We're always here to help you out the best we possibly can. Y'all have a fantastic, blessed, safe evening. Stay strong and have a wonderful night. And we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.